Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And we're back with Who's There? Happy Thursday! Happy Thursday! I love Thursdays! Thursday, I swear, we're recording this on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) We promise! Wow, we recorded this just now. This is actually live! Wow. Yeah, right. Um, So we're back with Who's There to Take Your Calls. And even though we're not live, your calls are certainly topical, and we definitely try and um, answer them as close to when you call as possible. Mm -hmm. Keep things popping. So we should just get started. You will drain it. We have some comments. As usual, you all know by now, I love the comments so much. I might even like the comments more than the calls. Don't Um, say that. I don't need people just calling in with their, like, opinions all the time. Like, what? I've I've already said, you mean to not be honest with our listeners? Fine. Bobby Um, loves when you correct us. He loves it. I love it. I love it. Because it makes it clear that this is a two-way dialogue. It's not. We're not talking at you. We want you to talk with us. Um, Comment number one. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. I'm sure this is the hundredth call about this because Canada is like the thirstiest food country in the English-speaking world. But I just wanted to say, while you're right about Kevin O'Leary's who ranking on Shark Tank, in Canada, he's a pretty massive them. Uh, he made his fortune in shareware in the 90s, which you might remember as the hooiest PC games. But uh, since then, he's been a kind of terrible like financial slash Bill O'Reilly type on Canadian TV. So we all kind of know him as the guy whose articles your lame cousin shares on Facebook. So yeah, we can't get rid of him. He's also on the Canadian version of Shark Tank called Dragon's Den. It's the worst. Uh, please take him off our hands. Okay, thanks. Bye. Interesting. Here's the thing, too. Uh, last week after we, well, we failed to discuss him like a thousand weeks ago, and then we talked about him again last week. And then I Googled him and realized we didn't re- mention like one of the most interesting things about him he's like a trump supporter did you see this yeah i just saw that you know 10 minutes ago he's a total trump supporter and his whole thing which is extremely boring at this point is like trump is a businessman like we need business i love business like it's very self-serving the reasoning because he's like uh stocks and bonds and stocks and business trump businessman trump you know it's so boring need to run a country like uh, you run a business and because countries are businesses but they're big it's like it reminds me of (laughs) it reminds me of that fucking you know what i'm gonna say don't you no what uh calling a country a business uh like well countries need to be run like businesses and businesses reminds me of uh the my favorite saying of all time which is uh chocolate comes from a cocoa bean no no, (laughs) chocolate comes from a cocoa bean and a bean is a vegetable and a vegetable is a salad so when i eat chocolate i'm eating salad i love salad excuse Uh, you (laughs) excuse you the story behind that phrase and i think you should actually look it up and say it correctly because the way that it's phrased is so good is that one time in outside nashville were we in nashville we were in nashville yeah um Bobby we, were between, and I, we were driving between nashville and dollywood um, and pigeon forge so we were somewhere between those things bobby and i stopped at a cracker barrel with our friends and we were just like looking at their awful gift shop which is actually kind of the best part of cracker barrel for not kidding ourselves and i found this sign like you know all those signs that have like sayings on them and they're all like my drug of choice is coffee you know (laughs) but there was one sign that i thought was like unique to the cracker barrel but turns out is a very popular kind of like 
saying. There are a lot of variations of the saying, but it's it's good. Wait, the saying up- is the saying is the most popular <laughs> one is chocolate comes from cocoa, which is a tree that makes it a plant. Chocolate is salad. It's like, what? First of so, all, anyway. it's so many words. So on a sign also, it's like so long. Because you're just it's... like, get to the point. Like, what? <laughs> Chocolate is salad. Chocolate is salad. I also um, love it. <laughs> so anyway, if you, it's a stretch, but that reminds me of Kevin O'Leary saying like, No, it's good. Trump is a businessman and we need to run a business and we run a country. Trump should be president. Chocolate is salad. <laughs> Chocolate um, is salad. I also love the uh, Why didn't I self-loathing. Buy that I love the self-loathing Canadians' uh, admission that Canada is the thirstiest who country. So thirsty. It's not your fault you just speak English, so you are thirsty. Although maybe I take back self-loathing Canadian. Maybe he loves being Canadian. He just recognizes that Canada's thirsty. I mean, honestly, with the mess that's happening right now in America, being Canadian sounds like a bargain. Like, there, it sounds fantastic. I would <laughs> oh, totally be down. I mean... Imagine how easily you could keep track of your who's and them's there. There's, you know, everyone's a who and like there's, you know, and then Celine Dion, right? And then Drake. Everyone's a who and then Celine Dion and then uh, Justin, whatever his name is, Trudeau. He's the other them. Justin Trudeau, Drake and Celine Dion and everyone else is a who. (laughs) Just kidding. There are so many famous Canadian people right now. It's actually kind of weird. Like everyone's from Toronto. (gasps) Whoa, weird. That's weird. Um, Don't you think? (laughs) Next call. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Jesse here. And I was wondering if you know who James Lachlan is. Well, you probably don't, so I'll tell you a little bit about him. James knew little about pop culture before your podcast, so literally everyone was a who for him. He became obsessed with your podcast, and we had the best time ever at your live show. He even called into the podcast and introduced you guys to Doubts and Crutes, or as he mispronounced, Doots and Crows. And you made his day when you called him an A-plus caller. Well, it's his birthday on October 13th, and I was hoping you could help me out and wish him a happy birthday, because he's definitely a them to me. Oh my god, that's so cheesy. Well, anyway, thanks guys. Oh, That's so cute! Happy birthday! Happy that's birthday! So oh, and you came to the live show? Oh, I mean, great. how could we not? Like, that was such a beautiful, that was such a beautiful birthday wish. Your beautiful friend. Beautiful birthday wish. You have a very good friend. You have a very good friend, and I'm sure that friend is a them to you as well. Hey, Who Weekly. This is Tierney. Um, with all the Amanda Knox news coming out of the documentary and Stephen Avery getting married while I'm still single, well, he's engaged, not married, but whatever. Who are the who's and them's of the true crime world? I mean, we have Burke Ramsey back in the news. I can't keep up. We have Adnan Syed. Break it down for me. The who's and them's of true crime. Go. Oh, and are we still doing this? Good form, Bella Thorne. I don't know, Bobby. Are we still doing this? Uh, Lindsay, I did it last week, so everyone can <laughs> check themselves. Yes, we're still doing it. I do like that everyone just has like a sign off now. Like whether or not we use it, it's kind of nice. It's like it's like pledging your allegiance to Who Weekly in a way, you know, like mm-hmm. good form, mm-hmm. Bella Thorne. Yeah. That kind of sounds like we're some sort of like gross cult. dictatorship cult. Yeah. Well, we yeah. are, so fun. Um, Come with us to Guyana, uh, to the Who Weekly uh, Fun Farm Camp, and it'll be really fun for everyone. Um, (laughs) That'd be so fun. We should do a getaway. Um, Imagine, like, some expose that's like, podcast, uh, is podcast holding people captive in Guyana? (laughs) (laughs) Is podcast? (laughs) Guyana. Okay, Okay. go rank the who's and them's, because this is... is, um, 
this is tough for me because there are so many right now. Well, I mean, I just think here's the deal. True crime is hot right now. Thank you, Serial. The Serial effect has lasted way longer than I ever imagined. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, like it made podcasts a thing. Thank you, Serial. It made true (sighs) crime a thing again. I, you know, as a 2020 fan from way back, like I've always been a fan of shitty true crime, but now we're taking it very seriously, which is <laughs> kind of not as fun, you know? And we are upping the production values. One of the oh, one man. of the hallmarks of true crime used to be like shitty reenactments, like yeah. goofier than it was actually scary, but now it's like super intense. It's like a Although I would argue, did you see the Amanda Knox documentary and did you see the John Bonet thing that just came out? Those were yes. shitty. Like, come on. We the are Knox not. The documentary was, mel- was well made, though. <sighs> it still had bad reenactments. It still had, like, the hallmarks of a 2020 episode. Anyways, the who's, I mean, let's start with the thems, the people that we're talking about still to yeah. this day. Amanda Knox, Amanda Knox documentary, thanks to Netflix, came out. We were talking about it. I don't think we talked about it for that long. I don't think it was that good or surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, It kind of really stated the obvious and it really did a very biased look at the case, which was just like, she didn't do it. Like, look at these two evil men, like the journalist and the investigator who hate her and whatever. So whatever you believe, I don't think the documentary was like very good and didn't ask any questions. Stephen Avery getting married, I guess, brings back up making a murderer, which like. She she broke up with him. Already? They were were engaged. um, Good. And then. And then she was like, never mind. Well, it was probably because she got press and was like, this is embarrassing. And like, I'm also <laughs> yeah, like, like, this is completely disgusting. Yeah. And so Making yeah. a Murderer is also having a season two where I think they're continuing this case maybe, or they're doing yeah. a new case. Do you know? Yeah. If they're continuing they're this continuing case. They're continuing the case. They're continuing the Ugh, case. I hate, I'm so angry at that. Okay. So whatever, like have fun with that case. That's still going to go on. So they're thems. So they're, I guess them, Stephen Avery, because people like love talking about that. Adnan? I mean, Serial has the always serial been. Okay. He's to- he's a total them. Okay. Jean Benet's a them. But, so what Burke I want to Ramsey's talk about is that more recently in the news, Burke Ramsey was found like fake guilty by a panel of idiots <laughs> on a ABC. It's just, it's so funny to me. CBS. Burke Ramsey is suing CBS for defamement because they said um, that he did the crime. Um, but what's really defamement. funny is that. <laughs> what is it? Defa- defamement? Defamement. Defamation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because it's such a stupid and fake thing. He's not suing CBS. He's suing one of the investigators. The really scary. There was like a scary German investigator who was like really intense. Like, okay. So Bobby and I both watched separately this John Benet Ramsey CBS special on the heels of another John Benet special on ID. The CBS mm. one, though, was very good because mm, it was good in quotes <laughs> they recreated the house that like the house that the, the for no reason ram- right the, the for no reason except to <laughs> pat themselves on the back so literally they would go into the house with people who were involved in the case and you would hear them go doesn't it look real it looks like the house it looks like it was like he was like yeah this looks like the basement wow you got it exactly right oh my god and they'd be like yeah we did it was like the most <laughs> insane and then, so they were doing this investigation. So they're like looking back and then they're like, we're going to find out the real truth. And to find out the real truth, they literally bring in a seven-year-old, a real seven-year-old <laughs> to take a, what was it? Just a, 
a, a flashlight. The big or flashlight. He was nine, also. Okay, so sorry, Bob. He was nine, and he got a big flashlight. And they were like, "Here is a mannequin with a blonde wig on to represent um, John <laughs> Benet Ramsey." And you it's were going so to horrifying. bash it in the head with the with the flashlight to see if what was the it was the, the it was like was some to... people say that a nine year old isn't strong enough to bash in the skull oh. of a little girl and then the German investigators like we got we we got a nine year old boy and then he oh. hands the flashlight to the little boy and he's like okay smash the flashlight oh. on this fake little girl head I as hard screaming. as you can. And then he smashes it on this little girl head. And, and we then had they to check. watch this on television as part of a, like, investigation. They pull off the wig and then the German man is like, yep, like, there's the break. <laughs> he did it. And then the other the other one was like, oh, fascinating. No. Do you remember when they brought in that guy and they just straight up tased him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was, it was, they like, they took all of the most unnecessary like routes to get to, it was like the Rube Goldberg machine of figuring out that Burke Ramsey did it. It felt like a science fair experiment that you did in fourth grade. We were like, for my first experiment, I like tased a man (laughs) (laughs) to see what it would be like. It honestly, not to use the metaphor again, but it is very much the chocolate sign of figuring out the murderer. <laughs> like, they could have gotten to chocolate a salad in one step, but instead they took 30. But what was really funny about this documentary, I mean, aside from literally everything about it, was that they actually did come up with a solution at the end, which I think was really controversial because it made it satisfying that they were like, we've solved the case. Meanwhile, like, there's nothing, this is not any type of evidence or you can't put this in. This is inadmissible in every sense right. of the word. Like, there's no way that any of this is getting anyone in trouble. No, no. Also, but, I think it's the statute of limitations passed. So, oh, long past. But poor Burke Ramsey, who probably did do it. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Burke Ramsey, who I believe murdered his sister. I'm sorry, but poor Burke Ramsey, who's now like a f- somewhat functioning adult, has had his story like brought back up again and is like, what the hell? I did not ask for this. <laughs> and is suing now for not defamement, for defamation. For defamation for $150 million. I hope he gets every penny. Seriously, that stupid documentary. I'm so mad at it. I that old it. man. But Lindsay, who are the who's? We all know that Burke Ramsey is like the ultimate them. Stephen Avery, the ultimate them. Amanda Knox, who is a who? So like, I this is going to be kind of like a, a get out of, this is kind of a gimme. Like you're going to be like, well, Lindsay, you're cheating. But I think all the who's are all of these true crime podcasts that are popping up right now that are focusing on these like specific stories that no one's ever heard about to like satisfy this like true crime obsession that we all have. Mm-hmm. So you have all these podcasts, All especially what's really interesting to me is all these like really respectable institutions are yeah. kind of being like, hey, we're going to like start a podcast. We're going to like talk about this cold case from like 40 like, years ago in Maine or something. Yeah, like find me a murder that hasn't been solved and let's make a podcast. Well, there was the one about the yeah. the little kid the little kid who was abducted in the 80s yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then, but in advance of that podcast premiering, they found the guy who did it. So right. Then so then the like, podcast is oh. a lead up to that investigation. Like yeah. the podcast is like how that happened, which is, it's interesting. I'm not saying these are bad podcasts. I definitely no, listen right. to a lot of them. But I think that the who's of the true crime world are these cold cases that people are kind of grasping at straws to investigate because they want a podcast or something. I know or something. it's a trend. Yeah. Podcasts are a trend. True crime is a trend. Let's do them both at the same time. Yeah. Totally. I mean, 
I don't know. I feel like the John Benet Ramsey thing left a door open. Not that I want another documentary, but like no one is was actually seriously looking at that case. Like it was just such a silly cartoon look at the whole thing. Both documentaries. The ID one was even worse. Don't even get me started. The ID one was really embarrassing. Oh um, God. So and then I guess we we did forget to mention OJ. OJ's a them of trouble. Oh, of course, sure. OJ. Probably OJ's started- like the number one of them. Serial started the, like, umbrella trend, and OJ started the uh, television trend. Right. I mean, so OJ's responsible for John Benet, Amanda Knox, while Serial is responsible for all the Who's, essentially. For all the Who's, yes. And probably um, Stephen Avery, too. Uh, okay, next call. Also, we can sort of blame Ryan Murphy if we want to. For everything. Okay, so this would be exactly how tall John Benet was. Right. And... She's three foot eleven. Yes. So, Dr. Spitz, we have a skull, but with pig skin over the top of it to act sort of like the scalp to see what it looks like if somebody hits it with a flashlight. We're trying to sort of simulate this as closely as we can as a sort of a scientific experiment, but this is quite hard to do, but we do need to do this just to see what it, it looks like. Okay. Because there's so much controversy about whether or not a child is actually capable of creating the defect in the skull. We thought it would be good if we actually bought in a child who was about 10 years old to actually do the demonstration with him. Sure. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Lauren here. Love the show. Uh, question for you. Are there any drag queen thems other than the queen of queen, RuPaul? Uh, she cannot be a who, right? Uh, but more importantly, did Alaska Thunder fuck 5,000 and meant the hi and bye that has so plagued white girls in 2016? Do we have her to thank for that? Must know. Um, P.S. I loved your episode last week about the Shark Tank Coos. I am co-founder of a Shark Tank company and would love to send you a care package of mysterious gifts. Um, if you have a shipping address that you would like to be showered in presents, just let me know. Okay. Love your show. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, first of all, we will definitely take you up on that Shark Tank. I want to know who exactly you are. <laughs> Lindsay, did you already send her the address? You did. No, right? we need to do that. I did not send her the oh address. We will. God. Okay, I will. Oh I will. God. But we want. I wanted to answer her question first because I feel like we need to pay her for her free goods <laughs> with this answer. Here's the deal: Is RuPaul of them? Yes, RuPaul is probably the number one them drag queen. A hundred percent. Drag yeah. Race, which has now been on for many seasons. Rue just got her first Emmy for it, I believe, yeah. for... RuPaul won the daytime Emmy, won the Emmy for reality TV host. Which was a long time coming because RuPaul's Drag Race is, to me, I think, one of the best reality shows on TV and maybe one of the best shows on TV. It is so much fun. And if you don't watch, like, I, I just, I don't think it's for just one type of person. It, It's an amazing look at like masculinity and uh kind of farce it's a farce on all reality shows but it's also its own reality show it's got true drama it's about friendships and like it's really interesting it's a really good show i don't i mean i don't know bob you watch right obviously i don't actually no what the fuck what yeah, are you, doing? you knew that you knew this about me i don't watch it it's a blind spot and um it's wow fun and i don't watch are you embarrassed about it? You should be. I'm a little embarrassed that I don't watch, but, um, okay. you know, well, what can I say? So this has to be you, actually. This has this drag queen question is all you. 
Yeah. Well, the thing about Drag Race, which is really cool, and I think Bush makes it hard to jump into, is that it's got a very, very long history now, and it's got all these inside jokes about it. So mm-hmm. the high thing that she mentions, Alaska Thunderfuck, who is back for All Stars, but um, uh, lost a few seasons ago, but but was a very iconic, like, outside the show drag queen. People really liked mm-hmm. her outside, and now she's back. And Hai is like her phrase, like she has a song that's called that. Now, Alaska... What has Drag Race meant to you? It's just like, like I can't even believe I'm sitting in this spot right now and all these people are here. Hi! I don't really know if she invented that. I mean, I looked that up myself and she claims that she got it from, this is her quote, I got it from Isis Mirage and Coco Ferocia and they got it from Mystique Summers Madison and she got it from Ongina. What? Oh my god, okay, well, that's a line of drag queens that I'm not familiar with, but sure, I think also there are other people, Gabe Liebman does that in his, has, does Hai a lot in his comedy and Bai, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Gabe Liebman, we also were doing Bai a lot for a while, not that we invented Bye. it, but remember when yeah, we were no. really into I mean, that for everyone, a while? It's, I, 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 that's all, I think the, the point you're trying to make is that it's, it's like old, everywhere. it's really old. Yeah, um, and it's and it's and everyone does it. Everyone sort of sees other people do it. And the thing about Hai and Bai is that it's really fun to say, and it's very infectious. So it's no wonder that Alaska Thunderfuck right. does it because it's fun to say. Right, and and it's also like great because the thing about drag races, you really need to brand yourself, and they're very like obsessed with like their branding and like what me as a drag queen, like what is my what do my fans do? What do I say? And that's like mm-hmm. you know part of it. So uh-huh. okay. So this is outside of Drag Race we're talking about. Rue is okay. obviously one of them. Divine is also one of them. Um, mm-hmm. Lady Bunny. Peace. Lady Bunny, who's been on Rat Drag Race a few times. And then the last one, which kind of I wasn't expecting, but that, uh, of course, just occurred to us, Conchita Worst. Verst. Conchita Worst, yeah. Or Verst, as you would pronounce it correctly, I guess. Uh, the only other drag queen I uh, would want to mention... Well, I, I want to mention two. One of them... Yeah. Um, is Hedda Lettuce, and the only reason I know her is because she was on Project Runway that one time. Was, yeah. it, was she from RuPaul? I, you know, I don't think so. I think she predates, uh, she's older. Hedda Lettuce has been around for a long time. Um, I think she but predates she's like sort of a, RuPaul. She's sort of a person she's who a appears New York, on a lot of reality shows. She's like yeah. a classic New York drag queen. She goes around. But I think we should do- totally add the Lady Chablis to the drag queen thems. She died recently um, of pneumonia, but the Lady Chablis played herself in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, the movie, which was based on the nonfiction book. Um, And she's a character in the book because she was involved in that murder back then or like knew the guy who did it. Uh, But she played herself in the Clint Eastwood movie. And it's like the only reason to see that movie is because the Lady Shibley is so funny in it and so good. You love that movie. I forgot. I love that. I like have a it's I have like a really weird like adoration for that movie it's very weird but i love the book too i think it's mostly because i just love the book so much and like that was that book that everyone read and then like every single person has read that book um do you know what my favorite movie about drag queens is which is like one of my favorite movies of all time to wong fu yes to wong fu thanks for everything julie newmar one of the best titles for a movie also it's literally it has punctuation in it it's a full sentence Uh it's got a signature it's a line from the, it's on the, the photo of Julie Newmar that they steal from the restaurant. So here's the thing about this movie is that it came out in 
actually in 1995, which is like a kind of insane. If this movie came out today, it would be borderline offensive, I think. But maybe it also wouldn't. I mean, we'll never know. But this movie like means a lot to me. I really love this movie. It's, and a, I, it's a very sweet movie. I actually, I just coincidentally, I watched it again yesterday because I was working from home and I just turned on a movie in the background and really? it was like, Theo, go. Uh, and it's just so, it's, a, it's just such a pleasant movie. And John Leguizamo, well, Patrick Swayze was nominated for a Golden Globe for it, but yeah. John Leguizamo and Wesley Snipes They're are so, good. so amazing in that movie. They're so and good. And it's like, it's it's really easy to to write that movie off, but it's really like very special, like you were saying. It's very Also, special. RuPaul is in it. RuPaul's in it, yeah. And so, so is Julie Newmar at the end. So Not part that of that queen, but... makes me think that it it it's not or like that it was if if RuPaul had issues with it you know he wasn't offended by like I don't know yeah. so that's that's kind of my whatever sure. and also other extras were Lady Bunny was in it uh Candace Kane like uh-huh. a few other drag queens or whatever but I just I love I really love this movie and I guess other there are plenty of other movies there's Priscilla Queen Priscilla that that one Queen, Queen, Priscilla, of, the Queen of the Desert yeah yeah anyways Within the drag within the drag race universe, I admittedly don't even go as far back as I probably should. I we call so we have a friend named Steven, um, who is an expert and let's have I asked I asked him to kind of give the rundown of who's in them's of uh, drag race world. Here we go. Uh like them I mean I would argue none of them are true thems, but probably uh, Bob the Drag Queen, Bianca Del Rio. Bianca Del Rio, for sure, is probably number one. Um, Willem, uh, Latrice Royale. Uh, I, I would, I feel like that's it. Um, I don't know. And Alaska, definitely Alaska. I, yeah, it, she's probably number two. And also Adore Delano. Adore Delano was on American Idol, I mean, presenting as a boy, uh, and has had moderate dance charts uh, success, and good form Bella Thorne. Uh, Once again, thank you, Stephen Avalos, uh, for (laughs) literally sending us that 10 seconds after we said, can you send us a voice note about drag queens? Uh, well, I mean, I just didn't want to front like I was some, like, I watch Drag Race and I love it, but I am not a historian and Stephen Avalos is truly a Drag Race historian. So I wanted him to kind of go over that. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Although I think he left out Chad Michaels, but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll get over it. It's fine. Wesley Snipes. He's been a killer and a commando. Patrick Swayze, he's been a heartthrob and a hero. But these tough guys are about to face the most physically challenging roles of their careers. Let's give it to them, girls. Meet Vita Boehm. Enchanté. Why are you crying? Maybe she just found out Menudo broke up. Miss Noxima Jackson. Jesse's daughter. And their protege, Kiki Rodriguez. I'm the Latino Marilyn Monroe. I got more legs than a bucket of chicken. Okay, last Hi, Who Weekly. This is Caroline calling from New Orleans, Louisiana. Collins, um, I was wondering if you could help rank the Trump children based on their hooiness. Like, last night I saw that mess of a child, Tiffany Trump, uh, on TV and his other scary 
albino inbred children, and I was wondering if you could help me out. Thanks. Oh, and good form, Bella Thorne. Love you guys so much. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. This is longtime listener, Uber Stan fan, EK from BK. Um, I'm just calling because I'm sitting around uh, a coffee table right now with a few of your coworkers at the moment, and we were having a really in-depth discussion based on the recent New York Times article about Tiffany Trump. I say that Tiffany Trump is a who because I forgot that she existed past the last uh, RNC. Some others are disagreeing with me and saying she's a them because she's utopical. I think Ivanka is a them. I think Tiffany is a who. I would love for you to discuss this and see what you think. Also, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Thank you to Bobby's coworkers for having a discussion. Um, so thank you to uh, specifically like who was that? Pooja and Gia and Emma and uh, everyone. Everyone like when this call Shout was out. happening, I was I was getting photos of this call live happening. Really? I was like, guess who's calling in? And then getting like snaps of them. Oh, we got a risk for calling in. Ooh, get Shout ready. out the Jezebel Squad for being so supportive of the podcast. Um, so this was apparently this caused a lot of uh, fighting in this particular friend group um, because <laughs> some people I won't I won't name I won't name names, um, but some people think that Tiffany Trump is a them, um, and those people uh, are completely crazy um, and wrong about everything including like these these types of people who think tiffany trump is a them are the same people who love chugging glasses of milk oh i know who you're talking about <laughs> exactly wow this person so, is truly off-kilter this person is a psychopath okay and i say so, that right so so here's the here's the ranking bobby's um, shady subtweeting slash i'm shade like i'm shadily mentioning out. someone specifically so here is my ranking of the trump children from them to who. And it's okay. a really interesting ranking. We're going to start with Ivanka Trump. She okay. is the them because she is the most uh, outward facing. She's basically one of the faces of the Donald Trump campaign for president. Why? Because if you had if you had said to me, who is Donald Trump's kid? Literally a year ago, I would have said Ivanka Trump and I would have not been able to name any of them. Right. Next up on the list. So Ivanka Trump is the daughter of Donald and Ivana. So the next on the list um, are the other two children of Donald and Ivana, Eric and Donald Trump Jr. And they are the two that uh, our caller, I, I am not using this language, our caller is um, using the language inbred looking, albino inbred. <laughs> I won't agree with that. I won't disagree with that. I'm just going to use that terminology. Um, just to reiterate what she said. They, I would say, are next because they've been around longer. They're really sleazy. They like talk they they like going onto the onto the press and like defending their father. There's a famous photo the of them hunting a cheetah that everyone likes right. to hunting reference. Hunting a cheetah or a jaguar. Whatever the case, they are into trophy hunting and um, paying a lot of money to go around the world to kill animals and then pose with them. Share, um, known them, share hates hates eric and donald and repeatedly uh tweets about her outrage at them 
proudly killing animals for sport. Love next share. Up, next up, now this is where things get controversial. Lindsay and I had a bit of a heated debate about this, but I came to agree with her at the end because it makes total sense. Next on the list is Baron Trump. Baron Trump is the only son of Melania and Donald Trump and the youngest Donald Trump. He's a them. He's more them than the next one on the list, not because he's out and about at all. This kid is like 11 years old, right? <laughs> he's he's around. He's quiet. They don't let him talk much, which makes sense. He's a kid. Like, he shouldn't have to deal with any of this nightmare that's happening um, yeah. with his dad. Uh, next on the list, though, is someone you will probably recognize more than Baron Trump. But because her behavior is so hooey, she is the hooeyest person on this list. Yes. And that is Tiffany Trump. The hooeyest Trump. A hundred She's more notable. She's more notable than Baron, but she's hooier than Baron. And the reason is she has the who tendencies of appearing in profiles for no reason, like the New York Times, uh, and releasing singles, trying to be a star. And here I'm going to play a, a clip of her. Uh, the who them distinction track. is very nuanced. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's a <laughs> yes. lot. It's as much as it's about have you heard of them. It's also about like the kind of press and the kind of stuff that they're doing so like if you're going to release a pop song during your estranged father's presidential campaign you are a who um so (laughs) we're gonna play a a clip from tiffany trump's uh what i believe to be her one and only single like a bird featuring sprite and logic what does that mean i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) it's just like descriptive she drank she was drinking sprite while she sang it This is really fun. So if you look at this, the only place you can find this song legitimately is on Amazon Prime. Wait, really? Um, it's not on YouTube? It. You can't download it. No, like you can't download it on iTunes. You can only download it on Amazon, which is really strange. Wow. Um, Exclusive. And yeah, it's on YouTube. But the YouTube clip that I found of this is like a, has a screen grab of the Tiffany Trump single art with the Prime <laughs> sticker on the top. <laughs> um, <laughs> So let me read this great review from Amazon by uh, Jerome Albertson. He gives he gives Tiffany Trump's Like a Bird featuring Sprite and Logic five stars. Wow. Make America sing again. No. <laughs> <laughs> During court-ordered visitation with my daughter last night, we watched Tiffany Trump give a major speech on the TV. Who is she, I asked, and why haven't I heard more from her? My daughter, Haley, I think that's how you spell it, H-A-Y-L-E, quickly informed me that Tiffany is a major pop music star with her own song. Boy, <laughs> did I feel stupid. Where have I been? Well, besides prison for the last 28 months. Wow. Um, this is, like, amazing. Anyway, he goes on. It's a really, it's a really funny, like, joke Fiction. this person does. I but anyway, that's it. Tiffany Trump. She's very hooey. This is another great thing about Tiffany Trump. She was featured in the New York Times in a piece in the New York Times last week called The yeah. Other Trump. Right. And it goes on. And it's talking about, like, her kind of, her strange positioning in the family where, like, she's uh, less, you know, outward facing than the other kids. And it's like what is what what does it feel like to live up to the expectations of her father and then Ivanka like where does she fit in with all this whole thing but the funniest um the funniest part of this entire article is that maybe halfway through there's a parenthetical that reads Tiffany did not consent to be interviewed for this article 
Although she did pose for its photo shoot. <laughs> Wait, what? That is, it's, that is maybe the hooiest behavior possible where it's like, you may not interview me, but I will be in a photo. Happily. I just, what I kind of, what's really actually the most interesting thing is that like, these are all Trump children, yes, but yes. only three of them, or I guess four of them, are actively in the campaign because essentially like, you know, Melania is going to maybe God, I want and Melania is the first lady intended. I don't know how you call it. She's the she, Melania is technically on the bill, kind of. And that and her son is Baron. So he's involved. And then you have yeah. the three like, Trump kids the who are, yeah, the three Trump kids who are actively campaigning with Trump, Ivanka, Eric, Donald, right? They are the daughters of Ivana, who mm-hmm. doesn't uh, like Donald Trump, who doesn't want to be president. So she's estranged now probably from her kids because of it, or at least partially, right? And then uh, Tiffany uh, has taken sort of a backseat, and one can assume it's because her mom, Marla Maples, hates Donald Trump. So, like, the rumors now, um, completely unconfirmed, probably continue being unconfirmed for a long time, are that Marla Maples is the source of the leak of Donald Trump's state tax returns or the few oh, pages from Donald I hope state so I hope because so because she's one of the signers it was from when they were still married so her name she deserves on it. it I mean he, she was the one he cheated on with uh Ivana yes right yes well I mean based on based on the video uh of, of him and Billy Bush thick thighs he cheated on Ivana with a lot of people probably that's true um so yeah that's it so it goes cheated on Marla but he also cheated on them both probably yes Ivanka Eric, Donald, tied for next. Baron, and then Tiffany, the whoiest Trump child. The whoiest Trump child is Tiffany yes. Trump, uh, who <laughs> posed for the photo shoot but refused to give an interview. Coin. <laughs> Honestly, that is that is almost you know what? commendable who, who behavior. You know who, what kind of them would actually do that behavior? Like Beyonce? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that is... That is a Beyonce Beyonce behavior. So I got to say, Where she controls her narrative. Controlling your own narrative. Tiffany Trump. She learned from the best from Beyonce. And now that we're back at Beyonce, seems like this episode is over. Yeah. Um, But that's the end of Who's There. What a fun week. Oh, what a Um, great, great calls. Celebratory uh, birthday birthday calls. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. Happy birthday, that guy. Jesse. I already forgot his name. Um, uh, Yeah, so I guess we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, Bye. y'all. You or Jayla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. Come on, come on. Hey. I want to be famous. Bye.